So this is week one of Enter God's Rest. And I'd like us to turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 7. We start at verse 7. And we read through verse 11. Let me know when you're there please. And I believe this is um, even more relevant to the times we are living in. And and I think it's pertinent, especially with all the turmoil that's going on in, in our lives, that has been going on. But in the midst of it all, there is the rest God has for His children. And we have to learn to enter in. And not only enter in, but to stay in rest. Amen? Amen. Let me know. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 through 11. Are you there? Okay, verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. In the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me and tried me and saw my works forty years. Therefore I was angry with that generation and said, They always go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, They shall not enter my rest. Now this scripture is the writer of the book of Hebrews. The writer of the book of Hebrews, he was quoting something which was, you could also find in the book of, in Psalm, Psalm Psalm 95. And the word here, what I want to focus on is enter my rest. Enter my rest. We're talking about the rest of God. What is that? What is that rest of God? So today my my focus is would be to like kind of have an an opening of what it is we're going to be talking about and then next week I'll pick up and start breaking it down. So if the focus is on enter my rest. And what is that rest? What are we talking about? Now in the scriptures here in verse 11, it says, the rest there, the Hebrew word is katapausis, pronounced katapausis. And it means reposing down. The word, word repose means a state of tranquility. So it means, this rest means to be in a state of tranquility, to abide, to rest, to settle down. To settle down. And I thought I was really, uh, really good because if you listen to the definition, a state of tranquility, to rest, to settle down, it's very significant. Not only when you, if you understand God's character and what He was trying to, what He was doing in the Old Testament and what He's doing in, in the New Covenant. The, the word is so significant to how we ought to be living. 
So let's go to Joshua chap- chapter 21. I'll come back to, I'll keep coming back to Hebrews chapter 3 occasionally uh, through the series. But let's go to Joshua 21. I want to start looking at something here. Jo- Joshua chapter 21 verse 43. Okay, I'm going to start. 2143, verse 43. So the Lord gave to Israel. Well, let me just preface this. Now this is, Moses, Moses has died, and the children of Israel now is entering into the promised land. And here Joshua is the one leading. And now this is what the Lord is telling the people. So verse 43, so the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their fathers. And they took possession of it and dwelt in it. The Lord gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn to their fathers. And not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. Verse 45. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. And in, I'm going to continue now in Joshua chapter 22 verses 1 through 4. Then Joshua called the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh. Manasseh, and said to them, You have kept all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. And have obeyed my voice in all that I commanded you. You have not left your brethren these many days up to this day, but have kept the charge of the commandment of the Lord your God. And verse 4. And now the Lord your God has given rest to your brethren as he promised them. Now therefore return and go to your tents and to the land of your possession, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave you on the other side of the Jordan. So here we look in verse 44 of Joshua 21. And it talks, it said here, the Lord gave them rest all around, according to all that he had sworn. And in verse 4 of chapter 22 of Joshua, it says here, the Lord your God has given rest to your brethren. So I looked up that meaning of that, re- of that rest. And the word is nuach. Nuach. Doesn't matter what, you know, the word the, the, the pronunciation, but it's the meaning that matters. That word means to settle down. It's used in a great variety of applications. Now that is very significant. That word to settle down. Because it said here, remember in Hebrews we, we read the definition, it says to settle down. But here in, in the Old Testament, it also says, use in a great variety of applications to settle down, to be, to be at rest. So if you meditate on that, that can take you to many different avenues 
of being in a state of rest. Okay? Alright. I'm not going to focus on that today. So if you look at these scriptures that we've read, there are certain things that, you, that I want to point out about this rest. Now if you remember the definition it says, to repose, to be in a state of tranquility, to settle down. You go back and you look in, at you know, what we read in the book of Joshua here. We see what? We see God kept his word and fulfilled his promise. Now what promise was that? If you go back in the book of Genesis and you see where God told Abraham, he said, this land, look east, west, look north, south. This land is for your descendants. This land I will give to your descendants. When God told that to, to Abraham, that wasn't the time to occupy the land because the land was occupied by the Canaanites. So where they are now, present day, is a promise God made to Abraham that is being fulfilled now. The, so it said here, when it says here in, in, in Joshua 21, it said here what? The Lord gave, the, no, verse 43, the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their fathers. And they took possession of it. What hap- what's happening now is what God spoke hundreds of years before. So it's, the word of God was spoken back then and this is being fulfilled. If anything you got to remember, what God says will come to pass. As it says in verse 45 in Joshua 21, Not a word fail of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. So that tells us God does not speak idle words. What he says will come to pass. What he says about us will come to pass. And the beauty about it, he told Abraham way before what was going to happen. So it was no surprise because through the generations, the promise was already made known. But now, in this time we're reading here with Joshua, it's being fulfilled. So, something we were saying before service, the God, Lord always lets us know ahead of time what He's going to do. Amen. We just have to be pay attention to what He said and what's happening. His word never returns void. So we say here, God kept His word and fulfilled His promise. What do we see here again? We see that the ones who did not enter in the promised land, they died in the wilderness as God said. Because in the day when they were rebelling against God, He swore that those people will not enter the promised land. They all, that's why he had that generation wander for 40 years. So that they all die off. And he said, your children will inherit it, but you won't inherit it. So when God spoke that, it happened. So they wandered for 40 years. Again, what do we see? Those who entered received the promise. As God said. We also see that we have to remember that the, the, that the children of Israel were slaves in Egypt. Set free by God 
and on the move for 40 years. And finally now they are the land of promise. A place for them to what? To settle down. To abide and to be in a state of tranquility. They no longer have to wander or wander. They're now in a, in a place of promise. The place promised to them by God through the generations. Now they are fixed in this land that God said to, when he said to Abraham. And he said to Moses, this land I will give to, to, to the people. So the, if you look at the meaning of the word now, rest. It means a state of tranquility to abide, to settle down. So the promised land was a place for them to settle down. Alright. Now for the Israelites in the time of Moses, this rest was an earthly rest to be found in the promised land. Remember the Old Testament was what? A type and shadow of what was to come. And it says in the fullest of time when God sent his son and the covenant, the old was fulfilled and a new covenant was instituted. The new, the old was, was pointing to the new. And then in, there is now a rest in Christ not, not referring just to the earthly rest in in a physical location. There is something else. A rest that we have to enter into. So it's not just about your physical location. But there is something else. And if you, we will flesh this out as we go. But if you look at what God want, was doing with the, with the Israelites in the old and in the new, he's just a continuation and it's fleshed out in what exactly it is he was trying to achieve with the children of Israel. So there are conditions to remaining into that rest. And if I go back to Joshua 22, I could read it. Let me just read it to you. In Joshua 22 verse 5, they were, they were told, well let me go back to verse 4. He said, And now the Lord your God has given rest to your brethren, as he promised them. Now therefore return and go to your tents and to the land of your possession. Go and Claim your inheritance. This is what you have been given. Go and settle. And he said here, the Lord gave, what the Lord gave you on the other side. Now verse 5, which we didn't read before, I'm reading now. He said, but take careful heed to do the commandment of the law, the commandment and the law which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. He said, go and take your promise. Go and inherit it. Go and claim your promise. However, take careful heed to do the commandment and the law which, which Moses the servant of the Lord commanded you to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to keep his commandments and to hold fast to him and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. So he's saying there are conditions that's required of you to maintain your possession. To stay in that rest. And what is it saying here? It's very clear what he's saying here. 
He said, basically he said, keep the word. Do what you're supposed to be doing. Walk in his ways. Keep his commandments. Hold fast to him, which, which means what? Seek him. Serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. So, it's talking about commitment to God. And commitment to the things of God. If you want. He's saying. You have to stay committed to God. To know his ways. To keep his word. To seek him. Make him a priority in your life. So that you can keep. Your inheritance. So that you can stay in a state of rest. That's a warning. That was a warning here. So as we go, we're going to see, I'm going to take what's in the old and give you types and show you how that translates to how we are to live now as Christians. So for us Christians, it is not only an earthly rest. It's not only about living a life of ease. It's not only about, you know, being comfortable and having no issues. It's more than that. But the rest that, but a rest that comes through intimacy with the Father and the Son by the Spirit. They didn't have that intimacy. They didn't have that intimacy. The old covenant was, as I said, was a type and a shadow of what was to come. Our rest is a peace that we can experience with God now. And in the new earth and of, of the future. Because we are spirit beings who are one with God. Because we are in Christ and we have that same spirit which births us into the kingdom. So that we have fellowship with the Father and the Son by this same spirit. Because we have that which the children of Israel didn't have, because of the high priest we have now. Okay? Now you really have to pay attention, because it's, it can get, it's not confusing if you understand what it is, that, that's, that's, but that's, that's just being pointed to here. That what we have, that's why they say the covenant, the new covenant, is better than the old. Because the ability, the way, the intimacy we can have with God, that he wanted to have with the children of Israel. That's why we have the better covenant. Because it couldn't be established with the blood of bulls, with the blood of animals. It required a different sacrifice. That's why God sent his own lamb. Everything in the Bible ties together. Everything ties together. So the, the rest, our rest is a peace that we experience with God now. And we will experience in the future when we are with Christ, when we are one with Him in the new heaven and the new earth. Eternal life with the Father and with the Son. We will experience that full rest when we are fully, when we have been changed, when we, when we have put off corruption. We will experience the full rest. But while we are in this flesh, we can, we can experience that, some of that rest. The relationship God wanted to have with the children of Israel was that he was their father 
and they were his sons. He, that's the relationship he wanted. If you remember back when we, when they wanted a king, Saul, when God took them out of Egypt, he was their king. He was their father. He was the one guiding, directing, protecting. He was doing it all. But they wanted a king. God always wanted a personal relationship with the children of Israel. But he couldn't have it because they didn't know his ways. They were afraid of him. That's why he had an intermediary. Always had an intermediary between God and the people. But if you notice the relationship with the intermediaries, their intimacy with God, they were very intimate with God. When God spoke to Moses, he said he spoke to Moses as like a friend, face to face. But he couldn't speak to the people face to face because they were afraid. They didn't know him. They didn't know his ways. Because there was so much rebellion in them. And if you look at all the, the people, Abraham, God spoke to Abraham like, like a friend face to face. Joshua, God came to, spoke to Joshua. He said, Moses is, is dead. You now, speaking to him by the prophet. So if you look at our life in, as children of us, I mean, as, if you look at our life in Christ, what is God's desire for us? God's desire for us to have intimacy with him through Christ. That he can speak to us face to face. Why? It says why we can come boldly to the throne of grace. To find help. What does that mean? That means that the veil has been torn. To get to God. To get to the throne. We don't have to go through a veil anymore. But in, our, in the natural. The veil is our flesh. But since Christ. Was the atoning sacrifice. The flesh is no longer a barrier. Because we are communing with God. Spirit to spirit. We don't need a man. High priest. We have a high priest. Who came from God. Didn't come from man. Christ is our high priest. Right? So the relationship God wanted. To have with the children of Israel. Was that he was their father. And they were to be his sons. Moses, Joshua, Abraham. All all these had intimacy with God. But But the people. Didn't know his ways. Now, as I said in Christ, we have a better covenant. And because of that, we can know him and his ways. If we, you know, we can know him and his ways. And we are still on earth and can get to know and experience the reality of this rest, of his rest. So what does that rest look like? As we read in in Joshua. The Lord kept them in peace. There is a dependency on the mercy and the grace of God. No more wandering in the wilderness. But they are in a place of stability. The enemies could not overtake them. The Lord delivered them. He was their salvation. The Lord kept his word. And everything he spoke came to pass this rest is not about as I said being in comfort and ease 
but to establish an intimate relationship between God, the Father, and His children. It was God's desire with the Israelites and also with those in Christ. His plan has never changed. God's desire with the Israelites and with those in Christ was to have an intimate relationship with His children. If you go to Zechariah, turn to Zechariah chapter 2. And we go to verse 11. Zechariah 2, chapter 2, verse 11. It says, Many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day. And they shall become my people, and I shall dwell, and I will dwell in your midst. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. He says, Many nations shall be joined to me, joined to the Lord in that day. And they shall become my people. Now what day, what day was that? The day when the new covenant was instituted. Because when the new covenant was instituted, there was no more Jew, there was no more Gentile. They, everyone was going to be one in Christ. Many nations. Fulfilling what God spoke to Abraham. He said, you'll be the father of many nations. And that has not changed. That has not changed. That was God's desire in the beginning and it still is. It hasn't changed. From old to new. What the prophet said, and what God spoke to Abraham. Christ is fulfilling that promise. Christ is the fulfillment of that promise. Alright. So anyhow, we'll pick it up next time. I know this was a little bit, you know, because I have to set the foundation. I hope you receive something today. In Jesus' name.